0: You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. I'm going to introduce you to Terry. Terry the TV. My beautiful new assistant. So... My name's Rob Porter. I'm the senior pastor at the church. Some of you know me. Most of you know me. Some of you don't. And um, yeah, I had the privilege with my wife Heather to lead this amazing church. And it's just so good to be back. It's just amazing. But not only only do I head up an amazing church, I also have an online cooking show empire. And um, it's called unabashedly Rob's cooking show and we've just finished season 1. No, excuse me. Oh. Where should follow the cues people? Um I've heard we've been nominated for the prestigious Golden Spoon award. But somebody might just have been stirring about that. They <laughs> had to forgive me it's been a little while. So the binge sites Netflix and stun are sniffing around for a contract. Um, There will be season two at some point. Oi! Season two! You're very kind. Vision Sunday is the day in early February when I speak to the church about what our vision focus will be for the new year. And we address the strategies that we believe God has given us to achieve that vision. So I called this day Revision Sunday because with the lockdown and the inability for us to meet together, I believe that it's good for us to take some time to reset, yeah. to refocus, and to return to the rhythm God has for us as a church. Amen? Amen? So next week we start a 4 parts teaching series or preaching series called What on Earth is the Church For? Uh, more on that later. At the same time, we're doing things a little bit different. So the preaching series will run every second Sunday for a season. And in the alternate Sundays, we're going to be holding Spirit Without Measure sessions. And we're going to be giving our services over to the moving of the Holy Spirit. We always want to have the move of the Holy Spirit. I think you know what I'm saying there, but if that's because we actually want to make room for the Holy Spirit. It's been a season of dryness, and now we're saying, come, Holy Spirit, come and fill us up again. We are ready for you. We're going to empty ourselves, and we're going to come and receive the Holy Spirit. And you know, there, there, there might be worship, and there might not be. There might be preaching, and there might not be. There, it might get a little bit messy. There'll be prayer, and the prophetic. It's going to be all sorts of things, but actually we're coming for Him. Because we are aware that we need a touch from the Holy Spirit, when we realise we need a touch from the Holy Spirit, the world will begin to understand that they need a touch of the Holy Spirit. I want to honour um, my incredible, our incredible pastors and staff, who for the past five months have worked doggedly. I can't tell you how much to bring us church online. You know, you've had the privilege of um, basically sitting and watching the end result. Two church services on your screen on a Sunday. Uh, Heather and I have had the privilege of leading a large team who are just so committed to excellent online content and workmanship. But the hours they've worked and the joy and excellent spirit they've brought to that has been wonderful to see. You know, they've worked really, really long hours. In filming and in editing and in preaching and bringing all these things and the worship team and all of these people there's too many to to mention but it's been incredible and we thank them for that so much with all our all our hearts you know yeah if we're gonna clap if we're gonna clap we're gonna clap properly okay that was weak ready we're gonna thank you thank you Okay, I'm going to get into it. So it's just so wonderful to have some warm-blooded, God-loving, spirit-filled, Jesus-chasing human people to actually preach to. Do you know how difficult it is each week to preach week after week to an empty space with absolutely no response to absolutely everything you say, and then have to sit and listen to yourself twice on a Sunday... That ain't easy. You know, the media and the camera guys have been fantastic every Wednesday. But, you know, they kind of get that vacant drummer look when they're staring down the lens of a camera. Um, You realise that you're just a piece of preaching meat with some lights. But let's just say, bless Jesus, that's done. Can I hear it for our preachers over the last five months? Wherever you are. We honour you. So, back on February the 2nd, I preached my heart out and I shared a vision to the KCC family. In fact, when I went back and listened to what I preached last week, as in listened to the Vision Sunday last week, I said to Heather, I'm intimidated by myself. Now, I, I don't think, and I said to her, I don't think I can actually preach better than that. Now, what I mean by that is exactly that. And is that you need to go and listen to that podcast because I'm going to approach this from a different angle today but the message that I spoke on the podcast fits in with this message. So I think it's February the 2nd of this year. It's good. We need to revise. Revision means to revise, to to relearn, to go over the things that we've learnt. You know, when I said uh, simply in that message that for an unspecified length of season that's ahead of us we will have the spirit without measure Like we've got him for eternity, but this is a specific season that he is focusing on us as a church, spirit without measure. And that is exciting. You see, there is a heavenly rhythm. There is a heavenly rhythm in the heavenly realm, in the spiritual realm, and there is an earthly realm, and there is an earthly rhythm, but the heavenly rhythm must touch the earthly rhythm or we are without help and we are without hope and we have no backing for the gospel that we want to bring to a dying world. So this heavenly rhythm must touch the rhythm of this earth if we are to see things change because Jesus didn't come just to to be an addition to the lives of people. He came to change the rhythm and the sound and the tone and the feel of everybody's life on this planet. God wants us, you and I, to be the rhythm of heaven that affects, influences, change our world with the love of God. Humanity loved to life. Look out. Yes. You know, rather than reiterate what I said on February 2nd, I'm going to look at it another way and I'm going to jump right in with my scripture reading and use this as a backdrop to focus us. So, we are talking about the sound of rain. The scripture we're going to read is part of Elijah's interaction with King Ahab from 1 Kings 18. It's a very well-known scripture. And, you know, the stage is set in this story. I'm only going to read a small portion, so just hear the background. King Ahab and his wife, Jezebel, the scripture, everyone should go, ooh. Um, King Ahab and his wife, Jezebel, the scripture tells us, made God more angry by their sin than all the previous kings put together. That is wide-eyed emoji sharing teeth worthy. They flooded Israel with foreign gods. They forced Israel to worship Baal with every wicked and vile practice you can imagine. And God spoke to them through Elijah and told them that he was going to stop the rain for a number of years and cause a devastating and deadly drought. So I'm picking up the story three and a half years into the drought. In verse 41. If you've got your Bibles, your phones, whatever you've got, but it's good for you to turn to them. If you're making notes, start to make your notes because verse 41 says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound. There is the sound. There is the sound. There is the sound of an abundance, a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to minister to lives, to our lives, to touch us, to turn us around, to connect us with you, experience your love and to live for you in a much more deeper way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You see, church, there is a sound. There is a sound. I'm going to keep saying it until I get someone stirred up. There is a sound. There is a sound of heavy rain, a sound of persistent rain, a sound of significant rain, and I hear it in my spirit. I hear it in my spirit. I hear it in my spirit. We are living in a world with the sound of upheaval. We are living in a world with the sound of uncertainty. We are living in a world with the sound of dysfunction, factions and fighting. And I hear God saying, where are the people who are listening to a different sound? Because if we do not listen to a different sound, we will not act in a different way. Because the truth is in a world that's screaming it's a drought and we're all going to die God is looking for just one man just one woman to catch the sound of an abundance of rain. One thing I will not to do sorry one thing I won't do today is analyse the last five months. I'm not going to give you my expert opinion on what God is doing with COVID. For COVID may have changed the dialogue of the whole earth, but the dialogue of heaven remains the same. Consistent, unchanging. And the urgency of heaven is this, that man separated from the water of life is in mortal danger of losing his life forever in the next one. So my question, my question to you in your seat Yes, you, with a little spotlight over your head, every single individual head. Where are the drought breakers? Where are the drought breakers? Don't hear me wrong. I'm not talking about drought commentators. There's thousands of those. I didn't say, Where are the drought analyzers? I said, Where are the drought breakers? Where are the drought breakers? Where are the people that have heard God say rain is coming? And so they move and they bother heaven to such an extent that they bring rain to fall on a land, on a people, on a circumstance that has not experienced rain in many, many years. One thing I do know is this, that there are people in here today who are desperate for the rain of God to fall on them, desperate for the drought in them to break, desperate for rain to fall on a marriage desperate to fall on a circumstance that just won't yield. There are people looking for God to bring the reign of Holy Spirit revival. The dilemma we face is that when we want the effect and the blessing of the reign of God, but we desire to skip the process of faith. We want to skip the process of faith and move quickly to the answer to the drought. But the process of faith brings the answer to the drought. And it does something in you and I. And the right question is not when will this drought end, but who is going to end this drought? Not when will it end, but who? And this is the question you and I need to answer today. Who will answer this drought? Who will end this drought? See, the whole story that we're reading today, Elijah the rainmaker, is totally about the process of faith. See, Elijah has received a download from God about what is to be. I'm speaking to people today who are looking for a download of God to upgrade our sad, slow, sluggish spiritual software with a download from heaven that will update us and bring us to where he is rather than when we are. Because nobody likes it when Apple sends you that thing that says... You know, upgrade available because you know you're going to be offline for 45 minutes or whatever. And that, Heaven forbid, that's a long time in this current, current age. But listen, we need to start taking time to download from heaven what heaven wants to say to us. To upgrade where we are to where he is instead of trying to bring him to where we are. If I can stir you today in the minutes that we've got left to hear what heaven is saying, to get beyond your weakness, to get beyond the sadness of your life, to get beyond what you will and won't do for God. If we can humble ourselves, starting today, God will download to us something that will change us forever. How are you going? Fantastic. That's good. It's good stuff. You on board? Let's go to the rest of the story before I make some points that will just open up this process of faith a bit more. Verse 43. He says, go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and he looked. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go again. Dan brought that out in his message. I was like, stop snicking my stuff. Seven times Elijah said, go again. And the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, and the wind rose, and heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. You have got to love Elijah. One minute, he's doing hot yoga on the top of of Carmel. And ordering his trusty servant, Eric, to do the trek to the top of the mountain, not once, but seven times, the next minute he's, experienced, he's experiencing the supernatural, exhilarating, Release of the power of God, and he's hitching his cloak into his trousers and he's running ahead of the chariot. 17 miles he outrun Ahab's chariot to Jezreel. 17 miles he ran ahead of a chariot with a horse. This is like, thank you. I was Did you read my notes? You cheat. Ding, 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 And then he turns to a cheesy grin as he passes Ahab. <laughs> Eat my dust. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah earned his jubilation. Elijah earned his celebratory moment. What we're quick to forget is if you want to outrun chariots you have to outrun your doubt and your fear first. Wow. Wow. Right. So good. Very good. You know, it's a principle in God that he delights in bringing something out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Before the man of God saw the storm clouds forming or he felt the wet of the rain on his face, before the tiny cloud becomes a larger cloud and that larger cloud becomes a rolling storm front off the sea, and even before the dust-choked villages... The barren fields, the empty wells, the dried up streams and rivers experienced the rain that declared, this drought is over. God whispers into the heart of a man, I hear the sound of rain. I hear the sound of rain. And I want you to hear it with me. You see, faith doesn't begin with the showy outcome. It starts as the seed in the spirit of a man. There are people in here today who are listening to me and something is already beginning to stir and quicken and tremble in you. You thought it was the right thing to rock up to church and hope for a miracle. But I tell you straight, God is on the move to break droughts over people's lives today to break droughts over people's situations and circumstances today. You're not so dried up, messed up, screwed up that a good dousing of the Holy Spirit water won't fix you up. There is someone sitting here today who's saying, I don't see the rain yet. I don't see the rain that's going to break the drought, but in my spirit... In my spirit, they're saying, I hear the sound of the coming rain. I hear the sound of the coming rain. Is anyone resonating with this? I hear the sound of the coming rain. We're a bit rusty because we haven't been back together again in church. But generally, if somebody says to you, do you feel that? Are you resonating with that? Or am I preaching to myself? And I will put my hand up and say, I hear it. But you need to respond to the word of God. Because when the word of God, it can fly over your head or you can bring it down into your heart. Is there someone here that is resonating with the word of God that the drought in them is about to break? The drought in their life is about to break. The drought in their marriage is about to break. The drought in Australia. COVID bows the knee to Jesus. It's about to break. If we can hear the whisper of God and take the time to do the process. Somebody today is looking at their family situation and it's like you're preparing for the worst. You always find yourself preparing for the worst. God wants to move and break the drought. Right. Yeah. You know, we so long to break the drought in others' lives and we so often live thirsty ourselves. But no more. We have to say no more. I need the river of life. I'm running way ahead of myself a bit. So we're going to start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. The sound of music. This is the sound of rain. Sorry, it's been five months without a a single groan. So let's just dip into the rhythm of this story for the next 20 minutes. I've got three very simple points. My first point is Elijah heard something. When the silence was deafening, Elijah heard the sound of heavy rain coming in his spirit. God is looking for rainmakers, as we said, not drought commentators. I've been amazed how the doomsday merchants, sometimes shock horror, even in the church, have called out from under the sideboard to pronounce the end of the church. You know, there's nothing like a good world disaster involving a pandemic collapsing economies to bring out a salivating prophet of doom. You know, the Bible warns us about something that the Germans use just one word to describe. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Turn to your neighbor and say, Schadenfreude. I love your trusting hearts. I could have been getting you to swear at your neighbour in German. You know, most big German words sound like insults, I feel. Just turn to your neighbour and say, Schadenfreude to the max. Schadenfreude to the max. Schadenfreude. It means the pleasure derived by, by someone from another person's misfortune. <laughs> the pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune. This is not to be confused with Glücksmerk Glückschmerk. This is the displeasure one feels at the good fortune of someone else. We are not Schadenfreuders <laughs> or Glückschmerkers. We are rainmakers. Yay! Listen, it's easy to point out the drought point out the meaning of the drought, make a Facebook post about how the drought will destroy all we know. But it's a whole other ballgame to be a rainmaker and to bring the drought to an end. Listen, it takes care and love to stand in another person's life and declare, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And stand with them until the rain that you are experiencing becomes the rain that they are experiencing. And that is the role of the church in the earth. I've experienced the rain. I want you to experience the rain. I'm going to stand with you until you do. I love the church. Jesus loves his church far more than I do. I sincerely believe the best days of the church are ahead. Jesus said, I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He wasn't saying batten down the hatches, boys, because if you can just make it into heaven by the skin of your teeth. He was saying this church will prevail against the gates of hell. That is why the gates of hell can't prevail, because the church of the living God is actually prevailing against the enemy and pushing back where he has pushed us. There's a kingdom advancing at the speed of light.. You yes. we said, we're starting the preaching series. What on earth is the church for? And we'll be looking at the destiny, the beauty and the purpose of the church. I believe I hear a sound yeah. of a church rising that is not satisfied with the rhythm and the culture, and the riches of this world, but want to be moved and motivated and molded, mesmerized by the rhythm of heaven. You know, I started this year on Vision Sunday by declaring that Kingdom Culture Church is in the season of spirit without measure. Jesus says he wants to inundate us, he wants to overflow us, he wants to overwhelm us with his spirit without measure. And what I say next takes us into a second point, but we love the thought of the Spirit without measure overwhelming me, changing things up. But sometimes, in order to see the change in the external room we want to see, we need to shift some furniture around in the internal room. You may need to throw out some furniture God wasn't asking you to buy we may need to throw out some idols we've set up in our lives in place of God. You see, sometimes things in our lives start to take preeminence over the things that really should be having the preeminence in our lives. Things, you fill in the blank things, become the source of life to us while we tuck God away in a corner somewhere for future use. And don't forget, this story started out with a king and a queen, who turned Israel's back to God and God cut off the source of the water. You've gone very quiet. He turned the tap off and he said, let's see how far you can go without me. Sometimes the drought you want broken by the thrills and the chills of the Holy Spirit is broken by having a shift in priorities, a throwing out of idols and repentance. We don't preach much about this, but we are today. Solomon said, he built the temple, and he, then he, he said to God, "This, what happens if the people become so self-satisfied that they turn away from you? And what did God say? To you? He said, if my people, who are called by my name Will hear my voice and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And I will bring them back to me. My second point, when hope was scarce, Elijah persisted. You see, for now, Elijah's got his download, and you know, it's in his spirit and it's resonating in his spirit. But the sky is blue and it's hot as far as the eye can see. And now Elijah's got a dilemma, a dilemma that we all must face, often many times in our walk of faith, and especially, especially if you're a leader at KCC or a leader in general. You see, Elijah's spirit was wet. Yeah. Yeah. But the circumstances were dry, and they were unyielding. His spirit was wet. Am I preaching to some people whose spirits are wet this morning? Your circumstances might be dry, but your spirit yeah. is wet. But when God is speaking, so often what we see with our eyes is opposition to what we sense. Yeah. What we see with our eyes is in opposition to what we sense. Let's read about this faith process where he says, Ahab, go off and eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told the servant, there's nothing there. He sent him seven times, go again, go again. You know, Elijah was the master of the go-again moment. Servant kept coming back with a negative report each time. I don't know what you heard, but I know what I'm seeing. I don't know what you heard, but I know what I'm seeing. Got people in your life like that? I don't know what you've heard, but I know what I'm seeing. There's nothing out there. Let me ask you this. When you find yourself in a situation where hope is scarce and faith is failing, Do you reflect the circumstance and go down with the ship, or do you bring an injection of encouragement? Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's see what God will do. Let's go again, Harley. Let's go again, Jess. Let's go again, Steve. Let's go again, Dan. Let's go again, Jess. Let's go again, Anna. Let's go again, Fred. Do you bring that or do you just reflect what's happening? Because we need a church. We are a church of the go again. That is who we are in our DNA. The church of Jesus Christ is not finished. It's the go again church. We're in a go again moment, I believe, as a church, as individuals and as a church. God said to Elijah, this drought is finished. The weather didn't align with what God was saying. It's so important for us to understand what takes place next. He says to Ahab, you go and eat and drink and celebrate. I've got to go up the mountain. I've got a job to do. This is, It's highlighting an important principle. Young person, older person. God's decrees and declarations are often brought about by people who do the hard graft now and they party later. I knew that would get a resounding hallelujah and amen. Church, we've got a mountain to climb and a job to do. Let's not be distracted from what King Ahab wants to do. Let's run in our track. In order to see the shift take place that you've been believing to see, it will be necessary to do some rearranging of your mental, physical, and spiritual priorities. Making room for the spirit without measure to move and start rearranging the furniture. While the king goes off to eat and drink, Elijah buries his head between his knees and prays until he sees what he's believing for come to pass. I can't get down and show you I would so like to. I wish Gabby was here. But basically, he squats down as far as he can, and he puts his head with his knees either side of his ears. Elijah focused himself, however stupid it made him look. I sense in here that many people are facing go-again situations. Don't miss your go-again moment. We are not great at going again because we're human. You know, you don't go to the gym once and because you're surrounded by gorgeous, healthy people pumping weights, you don't walk out with the body of a god or a goddess. Would to God it was the case. Fitness is not infectious, it's deliberate. You may have tried church and are secretly disappointed with the results. I'd like to suggest Respectfully, it's time to lift the weights and not just watch the weightlifters. For the results you want, you need to go again and again and again and again and again. And if you are, you're chasing God, you go again and again and again. And when you feel miserable, you pick yourself up and you say, shut up, Rob Porter, and go again again. And again and again. And you laugh because you recognise that because sometimes I have to speak to myself and say you are not speaking the truth. I will go again because I serve the living God. He is the one who has my history in his hand and I will be one that goes again. And this morning he's saying to you, will you be one that goes again? We are in a go again moment. We are believing for 150 salvations. And just because COVID has come along, it has changed nothing because the truth is the truth is that 150 we will look back and go that was nothing at the moment it seems like amazing and it is amazing because there's 150 souls but we need to stand up from this Sunday listen stop looking for a warm-up until the end of the year oh we'll just drift back into church God never lost his rhythm we did And if we did, we've got to get back in the rhythm of God because there is a dying world. There are people out there who need the water of life. They need the drought broken in their lives. Let's see if you clap the next one. Dinner parties. Go again. I'm tired of running a dinner party no one wants to be part of. Then lift your horizon. And run one someone wants to be part of. If people from church don't want your lovely company, it's sad for them. Go and find people who do want your lovely company. Spicy. (laughs) Will you go again for your marriage? Will you go again your business your finances your health issues listen when we see nothing the Holy Spirit is still working it's a rain cycle and you can't see evaporation but you can when it forms a cloud the whole of this five months the Holy Spirit has been moving and is starting to form a cloud and rain is coming my third and final point is that Elijah saw potential potential The servant saw insignificance. Elijah saw potential. A final time, Eric the Unstoppable comes back with a report that something just slightly different about his bearing, though. He's no longer just sort of slouching along like a teenager. He's turned into more of a lollop. And Elijah goes, what did you see? And he goes, there's something, but it's not much. A cloud the size of a man's hand rising out of the sea. But he's clearly unimpressed. We need to start celebrating the smallest cloud, church. Does it take a lot to impress you these days? I mean, spiritually, in your walk with Christ, has your awe and your wonder of God been replaced by the awe and the wonder of the world? Are we more excited as believers... And I'm talking to you and I want you to pay attention and I mean that I'm mostly in love and I'll smile when I say it because I know we go ah, oh, I've been used to church online and actually at this point I'm just getting out of my pyjamas and taking a shower. Yeah. But we're back in church and church is respectable once more. And you've all gone silent and I've scared you. But are we more excited as believers by the next instalment of Stranger Things? The latest iPhone than we are in facilitating a dinner party, opening our home, a hiking group, a book club that will result in salvations and lives turned around. I'm sorry for you if yours didn't work out. Go again. Go again. Don't be a wimp. Go again. Maybe our eternal values are taking a bashing because of our love of the temporal. Ahab went off to party Elijah focused, understanding the part he played in ending the drought. Elijah sends his servant off six times. Imagine if he didn't go the seventh. There's Elijah, and here comes Eric. And Elijah goes, And? And there's Eric. Well, I see something. I'm not sure why he's a surly teenager, but. I see something and Elijah goes yes so you saw something and Eric says it's not nothing but it's not much but do you see something Elijah pushes him and he says yeah as I said it's not nothing but it's not much Elijah will take anything at this point. Well, what did you see? And he says, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand rising out of the sea. And Elijah said, it's not nothing, it's not much, but it is something. And there is something in your life today. There is something of the Holy Spirit of God in you. There is something of the light of God's Word in you. There is something of the love of God in you. There is something of the Holy Spirit in you, in me, that is responding because we see a cloud coming out of the sea and God is raising up a people of, who are rainmakers and drought breakers and I use the birth analogy on purpose because when he went down on his he was blocking his ears and the reason he was blocking his ears is because he had a sound in his spirit and he didn't want to be distracted let me tell you something young leader there are times when leadership is lonely by virtue of what God is saying to you not because you're weird and nobody wants to be friends with you but because God is speaking something to you and it's just the way it is It's lonely in the sense of a woman in the birthing room at a hospital. is surrounded by people saying, push, stop pushing. Breathe, push, stop pushing. And the husband is saying helpful things like, let's do this together. And one more push for us. And the wife, if she could get off the table, would gladly strangle him with her bare hands if she could. But she won't because she's focused on the birth. She is focused on what is about to happen. Are you focused on what is about to happen at Kingdom Culture Church in your own life? Block out the white noise. Today, we can't even comprehend giving birth in any other circumstance but privacy and sterile conditions. But in those days, they used to use birthing stools and they would squat down to give birth. And I know we get a bit, I don't know what it is when we talk about birthing something and we go, "Oh, it's a little bit prophetic or something, I don't know. But the truth is that's what Elijah was doing. It was in his heart, but he needed it to be born. And you need it to be born or you're going to be one frustrated person till the day you die. Elijah was a different kind of man. Elijah birthed his moment. Let's stand to our feet. You know, this morning, I know there's a temptation to switch off, get busy, walk out or whatever. This is not the moment. We're not trying church out to see how we'll go with it again. This is the Sunday we've got of the Holy Spirit. It's time to shift some furniture around, Time to chuck out some furniture. I want to be very straight. You cannot break a drought if you are worshipping other idols. If there's stuff in your life. You know, maybe you've got back on the drink. Just a very real moment. COVID this last five months has been nuts. Maybe you've got on the back on the drink. Maybe you've got back on the weed. Maybe you're back on porn. And of course, this time it's different because you've got control of it. But really another altar to another God has risen up in your life. Idol worship isn't just statues of other gods. It can be as simple as an attitude. It can be unforgiveness, it can be fear, it can be a no to God. But I hear something this morning. I hear something this morning. I hear something this morning and you hear something this morning. I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. God hasn't placed you in your circumstance to break you or to dry you up. He's placed you in this circumstance, not to make it a dust bowl, not for it to overtake you, not to allow the dryness to get into your soul, but to be a rainmaker in the situation a rainmaker in your marriage, a rainmaker with your children, a rainmaker in your job, a rainmaker in your church, a rainmaker in your worship team, a rainmaker on the team that you serve in, in church. It's time to stop complaining about the sand in our shoes and the dryness and say, God, you are the answer. You are the cloud that is beginning to form. There is something moving in my heart and I cannot deny it. I am called to be a rainmaker. Where are the rainmakers? in this place? Where are the rainmakers in this place? I'm not gonna pray for you. I was gonna see how this went because I wanna say something to you. I'll pray generally. We're not gonna pray individually. We do probably do that tonight. I wanna say something to you. Preaching was never meant to be about revelation for you. You come to church and you get it was actually meant to confirm what the Spirit of God was speaking to you. And when we've confirmed that, listen, what we need to do, see what we actually want in life is to come to church and that fixes us, and then we go away for another seven days. But actually, what God wants is a relationship with us where we go away and we go, I need to fix some things in my life. I love praying for people, but I think sometimes the altar call has replaced actually the relationship that you need with God and the moment that you need to spend with God going, I'm really sorry that I've allowed this to come in. I'm really sorry that I'm drinking too much again and I need your help. I'm really sorry that I'm doing this. I'm really sorry that I've allowed this attitude to come in, but I want to do business with you. And we can do that at the order call, but I want to tell you, I believe God is bringing us into a season where we're giving ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We will pray for people, but he is saying, I want to deal with you, I want to talk with you, I want to be with you in your home, on the way to work, in the car, when you're at work, in the argument, in the moment, I want to soften your heart and bring the rain amen we're going to worship together and finish and I want you to bring whatever the Holy Spirit has highlighted to you to him and bring yourself to be a rainmaker, a drought breaker. dedicate yourself to it. It's not the person it's not for the person in the seat next to you it's for you this morning. Amen.